Welcome to Hollywood 2.0, this is Peter Katz and my co-host Rich Silverman. Today we're going to be talking about innovative new ways to distribute films. Just like Kickstarter created opportunities for movies to get financed, the traditional distribution model is being turned on its head. We have Nick Gonda as a guest. Nick is a producer of independent films, uh, most notably working with Terrence Malick. And he also has a startup now called Tug, which is in a beta phase. And what Tug is, it allows users to set up screenings from a library of films at basically any partner theater in their area. And if they get enough people to commit to buying tickets, the movie theater will screen their film. Whether it's an independent film or a Hollywood classic, they, they have a pretty robust library of titles that they're building, which you can see on their website now. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Nick. And I'd also like to say that the audio quality is a little bit, um, oh, it seems a little bit uh, under the weather today, so to speak. So if you can just, uh, it, it's a good conversation. So just kind of bear, bear uh, in there with us on the sound quality. I'm, I'm Nick Gunn, one of the co-founders of Tug. Um, my uh, the other founders in Pablo Gonzalez. Um, you know, my background is in distribution and production. I started off, uh, you know, at uh, Focus Features for many years, and have uh, been producing for Terrence Malick uh, and other filmmakers for the past, um, you know, eight years or so. Uh, and Pablo's background is in, um, you know, technology and, and marketing. And, um, you know, about two years ago, we teamed up and began development on what we launched about, uh, you know, eight weeks ago, which is called Tug. And it is a site that allows anybody, anywhere, to select a movie that they want to see, whether it's a new release or a catalog title. Uh, and uh, if they can get enough people to pre-purchase tickets within a certain amount of time, that event is confirmed, and Tug takes care of the rest in terms of the theater rental, the delivery of the media, the ticketing, and everything else in order for all the users to sit back and relax and enjoy the movie. And this is cross-country, correct? You've partnered, I think I saw with AMC theaters and some other theaters to be able to deliver this, not just in one city, but in basically every city. That is right. Yeah, we're working. Our, our theatrical network, um, you know, consists of, you know, all of the major chains, many of the regionals and, and independents, and it's it's uh, you know comprises over, um, you know, 75% of, of the movie theaters in America today. So it's obviously, you know, up until recently, in order for certain independent filmmakers to have a theatrical release, you know, a limited theatrical release, then yeah, they would have to four wall and then hope to sell enough tickets to cover the expenses. This definitely reverse engineers that. Here, you know, you know, filmmakers are able to consider, you know, the you know entire theatrical network as as um, you know a possibility for them, and then wherever they're able to generate enough demand, you know, they're able to have that book eliminating risk for for everybody. For the theaters, they have a guaranteed audience, and uh, for the filmmakers, the event, um, you know, itself, the tickets that are pre-sold covers all the costs associated with facilitating the event so that there's no out-of-pocket expenses for filmmakers. There are many tools using social networks to market a film. What makes your startup unique is that it provides distribution. Exactly, exactly. That, that's what we realized early on, too. There's, you know, we, we've seen over the last, you know, couple of years, 
an abundance of, of new ways to market using social media, but what we've seen very little of is a way to convert that marketing into ticket buying, into action. And, uh, you know, what, what does 5,000 like buttons mean? What does 50,000 like buttons mean? You know, now we're able to, you know, Tug is essentially a, a scoreboard for, for, you know, what they call a marketing conversion. And, uh, you know, and, and it's something that, that is, is so important for independent filmmakers you know, because we don't have the, the, the ability to waste tons of money, you know, the way, the way that, you know, say, you know, other, other distributors would. We, as independent filmmakers, we have to be so efficient. And then that's a great, you know, aspect of Tug is it allows you to really, you know, use a surgical tool and, uh, you know, and, and, and make very, very targeted decisions in terms of where the films will go by listening to audiences and by interacting with them. Now, are you going to offer people any tools to help promote their, their screenings other than like Facebook and Twitter integration on the website? Yes, yeah. We're, we're, we're building out lots of materials that, you know, take into account what we've learned over the last, you know, three months since launch of what makes the most effective promoter and, 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 uh, and being able to create a culture where promoters are able to communicate with each other on our blog and, you know, and, and, and on other social media outlets of ours. And, and, and we're able to kind of, you know, help create a collective brain trust uh, you know, around around uh, you know the most effective forms of, of promoting. Do promoters get paid? It, it really depends on the promoter. Um, you know, our business model is built in a way that you know promoters are are financially incentivized. Um, you know, when when an event is successful, they get a percentage of of those tickets. Um, you know, obviously for you know that that is uh, you know for for not for profits, for instance, for large not for profit organizations. Um, you know, the same thing goes. They're able to use it to help, you know, raise money for a certain cause. Um, but, but we found, for the most part, you know, the promoters, they're, you know, they're, they're not doing this to, to you know, quit their day jobs. Uh, it's, it's to enhance, you know, you know, cultural activities in their communities. And it's, it's uh, you know, a, definitely, a, you know, a recreational activity. And, and the, the financial incentives is just an added benefit to the overall, you know, experience. I'm curious a little bit about um, your own motivations. Besides the obvious, are you hoping to to get people out of their houses and sort of restore the the movie going experience? You know, we it, you know we're we're not we're not uh, you know under the illusion that you know we're going to kind of counteract the the progressive movement towards you know more and more VOD and 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 you know kind of at home experiences. We're, we partner. You know, with with all different kinds of filmmakers that you know might consider you know the the you know the the home video experience to be, or they might realize that that's where they're going to recoup the, the you know the most significant amount of the investment. And that's you know, so our goal is not to counteract that. Our goal is to maximize the theatrical opportunity for it. And I think we see when when you know when films are out in theaters in communities that are relevant to the interests within those communities. Then you see attendance rise, and 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 you you don't hear the kind of customary why isn't anything good out or something you know that you hear more and more of, uh, you know in, in certain communities where we've spent a lot of time. Here, you know now we, you know the onus is on the individual. Where if there's nothing good out, if there's nothing good from their perspective, then they can actually control that, and they can you know in the same way that they browse and select titles on Netflix and iTunes at home. Now you can do the same thing for your movie theater. My favorite movie theaters, the Alamo Draft House and CineFamily create a community around their theater. How do you do that online? 
That's a great question. You're right. I mean, Tim Lee of Alamo, Adrian of, of Center Family, these, these are people that are true cinema lovers, and, and they're also community organizers at heart, right? They're, they're people that have, you know, created a culture of movie going and constantly are, you know, kind of, you know, uh, grooming, you know, new, new forms of moviegoers and helping people to see movies differently. And, uh, you know, and so, you know, with Tug, we're, we're, we're not, you know, we're, we're not aiming to be everywhere at once. We're more about empowering our promoters, you know, and again, these promoters could be anybody from, you know, a college professor to, you know, a gentleman in, you know, Chattanooga, Tennessee, a woman in Torrance, California, who says we want to take control of our theaters and they use the tool and they then become the, the Tim Leagues of their town. They then become, you know, the, the curators and, and, and the, you know, and, 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 you know, and they're helping to feed content, you know, to their theaters that they know is relevant to their communities. And, uh, and so, you know, that, that's really what we're about right now is, is forming the most robust following of promoters and letting them do what they're already doing in their communities, communicating, you know, the way that they are, but empowering them with a new way, a, new, a tool to, you know, create a new way of going to movies. I've taken some time to browse through the library that you're building, and there's an impressive list of, of films up there. I, I'm just wondering what's your strategy in dealing with the studios um, and, and other people who have made these movies to, to assemble your library, the mix between art house films, new films, uh, classics, and, and more recent, more recent fare even. Sure. I mean, in terms of our strategy, we're, we're um, you know, we're, we're, we're studio agnostic, meaning that we're we're not in any kind of an exclusive relationship with any form of a content creator. We're we're really, you know, we work with everybody. We work with independent filmmakers, alternative content creators, studios, mini majors, and you know, an ongoing you know a slate of, of other content providers. Um, we're we're obviously the business model is is built in a way that we, you know, aren't asking them to go and spend tons of money, hoping that this works. Basically, the content exists. Uh, in more and more cases, that exists in digital format, so that it could be, you know, delivered very swiftly. And and Tug is about, you know, eliminating the risk and speculation, so that they don't do anything with that content. They're not shipping things speculatively. They're not sending things and putting article, you know, uh, marketing in newspapers, you know, with hope. They're 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 seeing, you know, through the the activity that's taking place on Tug, they're able to react, you know, and and fulfill and facilitate, you know, a proven. You know, demand, and uh, and so that I think allows us to grow our library at the rate that we have is because you know we're not going to them with a theory, we're going to them with a very you know transparent equation. How is it like working with such a notable group of filmmakers for your board of advisors? Oh, it's, that's a really good question, and each in each in different ways. Um, you know, the filmmakers that we work with, it's it's you know the heartbeat of of, of what we're doing. Um, you know, there's obviously, as, as a filmmaker, we, we, you know, while we appreciate the new ways for our films to be seen, our dream, I think in many cases, it's accurate to say that most filmmakers do dream of their films being seen in a movie theater. And, and uh, you know, and, and so, you know, our, our, the filmmakers that we work with, those on our advisory board, you know, those that we are constantly speaking with every day, um, you know, they're, they're reminding us of, of what's most important to them, and, and then we're able to immediately infuse that into what we're developing. Um, you know, the same thing goes for, for the theaters and the studios. What, what we learned early on is that just by creating a way for, you know, these different sectors to communicate more intimately for, for filmmakers, studios, mini-majors, 
theaters, you know, and audiences to just communicate more efficiently, then it opens up the door to a lot of opportunities that just haven't been possible before. And and so we're, you know, and on the back end of what we're doing, we're really focusing on creating discussions, forums for discussion, so that we can all learn from, from each other and our needs and wants and then apply very practical solutions to them that can be implemented quickly. How would you compare and contrast your experience as a film producer and the co-founder of a startup? Yeah, that's, that's a, I love that. I love that. I love that question. I've been thinking about that a lot, um, you know, over the past month. And I think I think there is such a remarkable similarity to the startup environment, um, you know, especially in, in the tech world, to um, you know, movie production. And uh, and you know, on on a kind of on one level, just you know, we all begin with a very, in most cases, with you know, standing you know at the bottom of a hill that many people say we won't be able to reach the top of. You know, filmmakers are so constantly faced against, you know, extraordinary opposing odds. And the same thing goes for, for startup founders and, and for, you know, people that are a part of startups early on. Um, you know, especially in tech nowadays, you, you have a very idealistic idea and, uh, you know, and, and the challenge to get there is enormous. But, you know, we're, we're lucky to be in the day and age where people are really attracted to that. We're some of the greatest talent. In, in terms of engineers and, 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 you know, marketers and, you know, and then in, in production in terms of, you know, actors and, and uh, you know, and, and, and the key crew, the key talent, people are really drawn towards these ambitious challenges and even some of the more unlikely ones. And, and uh, you know, so I, I constantly see more and more similarities between those two different, you know, cultures and, and how similar they really are. Going back to some of the nuts and bolts of the tug service, um, how, how long does somebody have to gather the, the necessary audience for a movie to be screened? Is there a ticking clock on any of this, or is it just open-ended until they get enough people to commit? There, there's, there's always a ticking clock, and, uh, you know, and, and that is so, you know, on a practical level, our theaters know if a threshold isn't reached, then they're able to go and schedule something else within that time. Um, but also, you know, for the users, when you when you tug, when you when you are scripted for an event, you're putting your 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 credit card information down the way you would on Kickstarter or Groupon, and then once that threshold is reached, your credit card is charged. And so we uh, we also like for users to be able to know, you know, how uh, how long they you know how long there is until they will know certainly one way or the other if the event will happen or not. Do you look at Tug as an alternative to traditional film distribution companies? Yeah, you know, we, we, we definitely see that. You know, on Earth Day, there was a very ambitious documentary called One Day on Earth that was, um, you know, the filmmakers used Tug to release in over 10 cities on one day, generated over two, uh, about 2,000 tickets sold without one marketing dollar spent. And the, 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 you know, the revenue generated from the events themselves is meaningful, and that could go towards preparing you know, other marketing materials and a more sophisticated, you know, rollout plan for the film, but also the activity. 2,000 people buying a ticket to a film on Earth Day on a Sunday night, the way that those, those events occurred was through people sharing online, you know, using their social media. And, and the, you know, the byproduct of that is extremely rich marketing, you know, because people that might not have been able to see it or people that did go and see it, this was an active discussion taking place, not in the margins of social media in the advertising sections. This is in the heart of it, right down through the feeds and the way that people are communicating with their friends and family. 
And so, you know, that is something that, you know, I think whether it's an independent filmmaker, you know, or a studio, that, that is something that is, you know, some, we're, we're always seeking is that form of communication. And, uh, you know, and, and we're seeing, you know, it lifts everything. You're giving filmmakers the power to act as distributors, to market their own project. And if they're successful, they could get many screens. That's right. No, it, it, that is that is key. I mean, there's, you know, having worked on both sides in production and distribution, you know, there, the, we, there's obviously a great benefit as a filmmaker to have a distributor, A, the resources and, and you know, and, and just the, the, the great training and mindset that, that a lot of the people have in some of the great distributors today, like the, the focuses and the searchlights, and also just the objectivity that they have at that stage. A lot of times as filmmakers, by the time we get to the end, we are so blind, <laughs> having looked at what we've been looking at for, for, for so many months and in many cases years, that, you know, having this fresh breath of, of perspective come in is, is so helpful. Um, so, so we, you know, but, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, many distributors, not all would agree, you know, the filmmakers do know their film best. And especially with independent films today, you know, the way that it's being funded, how many films went to Sundance this year that were, that were the filmmakers funded, you know, a large percentage of the budget through crowdsourcing, through, you know, Kickstarter and other forms of, of, of crowdfunding. And those filmmakers have more ability, more power than they know and more influence than they, they know in many cases that they can exercise that could be, you know, as effective, if not more effective than some of the more brilliant marketing ideas that would come from distributors. And, and so here it's, it's creating a system for, for people to really be able to discover that and then exercise it. And, uh, and not theoretically, but, you know, right away in the form of creating events and movie theaters. And well, what are we looking at in terms of, of uh, ticket costs? Is there is there a, a premium tacked on, or are they about the same uh, ticket prices that you'd pay at the box office for a regular movie? Yeah, you know, it it, it varies depending on the, the type of event that it is. But the the um, you know the general ticketing ticket ticket prices so far have been anywhere from nine to twelve dollars. So it kind of falls. You know, right into the average ticket price, if not a little bit lower than average in certain places. And you have the ability to screen uh, 3D films, also. I think I saw that in your library. Yeah, that's right. What does the future look like for Tug? Well, yeah, I mean, right now this is our beta site, and and we kind of, you know, the the goal has been to provide something that you know um, what will enable us to learn very quickly about the you know the way that the tool will be used but it is as i said it's the beginning it's the beta and so you know there's there's a lot that that has not been seen and, and there's a lot that's that's being you know actively developed right now that will will launch uh you know later on in the year and and progressively you know through next year um you know as for the specifics i can't i can't say exactly what they are but you know, we've uh, we've been fortunate to be greeted with a great response from from all of our partners, content creators, filmmakers, audiences, promoters, and uh, and we've learned an enormous amount in a very short amount of time. Well, thanks for being on our show. This is a very exciting conversation about the future of distribution. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Really, really great question. You've been listening to another episode of Hollywood 2.0. This is Rich coming at you from Los Angeles. We hope you will join us again. Um, if you want to carry the converse, continue the conversation with me, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is Rich Silverman. And you can find me at Peter Katz, K 
kkatz.net.